Welcome to Radio Drama Revival, the show dedicated to stories told in the medium of sound, showcasing the diversity and vitality of modern audio theater. Here, your news, reviews, discussion, and of course, stories. I'm your host, Fred, and that great theme music is by Roger Gregg of Crazy Dog Audio Theater. And today, we are rearranging our previously scheduled programming uh, to acknowledge and uh, pay tribute to the passing of sci-fi grandmaster Ray Bradbury, um, who passed away this week. Uh, Ray has been eulogized well across the world uh, these last few days. I'm not going to uh, redo that now uh, solely to say that what hasn't been talked up widely enough is his great commitment and love of radio drama. Of all the great science fiction writers of all time, Ray Bradbury may be the one with the most adaptations of his work into radio drama. I think that's fairly true, uh, leading from 1950s all the way up to today, continued on with colonial radio theater. In the golden age, um, he was heard on programs ranging from Suspense to X-1 and Dimension X. Um, nearly all of his Martian Chronicles short stories were adapted as radio programs, all of which endure incredibly well today. And if you doubt that, um, I highly recommend you check out Mars is Heaven or And the Moon Be Still as Bright. Uh, I believe that archive.org has both of those, and we'll be putting links to go for them at radiodramarevival.com. Um, decades later, that commitment endured. Uh, Michael McDonough, he was at the time at Brigham Young University, um, asked permission from Bradbury to adapt some of his short stories for audio. And um, as we heard from Michael when we talked to him last spring, uh, Bradbury gave him more or less carte blanche to do that. And uh, McDonough, armed with an NPR uh, production grant for radio drama, uh, probably one of the last of those ever awarded before things were shaken up um, at NPR in the Reagan era, uh, took that grant and uh, produced this amazing collection of tales called Bradbury 13. And uh, with McDonough's permission, we have for you today one of those 13 tales called The Veld. Bradbury 13 first went out on NPR in uh, 1988, I believe it was, and uh, was not until 2010 that a high-quality uh, version of it was made available, and um, that and that is available now through Blackstone Audiobooks. Uh, they carry the restored collection um, that, uh, as we heard from Michael when we talked to him, um, he had to actually bake the reel-to-reel tapes to get the laminate to stick back to them so he could uh, dub them to digital. Uh, but that's been done, and it's a masterful stereo remastered recording that just sounds wonderful. We'll be putting the link to where you can get this full collection at Blackstone Audiobooks on the show notes to go with this free of charge for your total enjoyment. Today we have The Veld, um, and I love this story. Um, there are many great pieces on Bradbury 13. Um, this one I like uh, because the issues it raises are so timely today um, in a way that uh, perhaps was not imagined in 1950 when it was first written. Um, it is a story about parents and children and technology, which um, has progressed quite a bit uh, since the world of 1950-1951, uh, what with iPhones, tablets, video games, 3D visual media, online role-playing, and personal data management systems to make sure that you have correctly prioritized your life. Um, but you know what? Sometimes just going to the lake with your kids is what it really takes, as uh, we learn in this cautionary tale. Um, another thing I like about this, and uh, throughout the entire Bradbury 13 collection, um, there's excellent sound design. Um, but what I uh, I got to listen to this on really nice pair of headphones, and uh, you hear uh, McDonald's work in the stereo field. And what you start to realize is a lot of these sounds were new to the world. Um, a lot of the um, what you know what we consider the standards of sound design, what you know, what gadgets sound like, what electronic things sound like, what time machines sound like. Uh, we're not really firmly established um, by, uh, by the 80s. Um, this is, you know, only about a decade after Star Wars um, hit the world. 
And, um, you know, science fiction is, is, is not nearly um, as developed as a mainstream art form as it was today. So, uh, you know, it's amazing to think that McDonough uh, was really uh, breaking new ground here. Uh, you know, we had great stories and anecdotes from him on how these sounds are recorded and designed. Um, in our interview, again, that will be up on RadioDormRevival.com. And this is also a really well-done adaptation. If you do go back to the short story, The Veld, you'll see that um, there's a lot of uh, kind of thir- third-party narrative that had to be uh, reworked to make it work for audio, and uh, McDonough did a great job with that as well. So I'll stop talking it up and get to this in just a moment. Um, but first, we do have the next installment of my own series, The Cleansed. This is week 14. Um, this is The Pig Man is the uh, episode four, the entire episode. Um, and this scene, we find Lucian. Here's our uh, working class hero who uh, bloodied his hands last time we met him and now is uh, lost and somewhat hopeless in the soup on the code word for the sewers of New York City in this post-apocalyptic land. But someone is going to find him and save him. Final Room Productions presents The Cleansed, Season 1, Chapter 14. I tell you, this newfound world didn't make any sense. There used to be things like laws, justice, freedom. That all turned into the rule of whoever got the biggest bite. Me, I didn't want to bark or bite. I mean, I don't think we're ready for world peace, but I thought we could get along. But they didn't want any of that. So I proved to them that I still had some teeth. Back in the soup, after all this time? Verily, verily I say unto you, whosoever accepteth the Lord Jesus Christ shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. For he who forsaketh sin and accepteth the Lord, the blessings shall rain down upon him. Can I get a hallelujah? Hallelujah. I can barely hear that. I'm talking hallelujah! Hallelujah! I hear you. I hear a wicked sinner ready to turn his ways. Where are you, son? Here. Down here. Sinner, I don't know what you've done, but you can forget it all. If you're ready to take the Lord Jesus into your heart. Jesus. Now that's a name I haven't heard in a long year. He's been waiting for you. Will you accept him? What does that mean? It means you change your destiny. From suffering endless torment in the bowels of hell to a life in paradise, everlasting. That sounds pretty good. All the good ones. 
They're gone already. For the rapture. I stayed here to help those like you along. We're stuck here. Till the day Jesus returns. That is the horror. But, not forever. For when Jesus comes, it will be a beautiful day. The crypts will open. The crypts? Oh yes. The crypts will open, and the dead will walk again. And the devil will be cast into the lake of fire. It will be a beautiful day. The devil. Tell me you don't know who it is. The Republic. Yeah, I know. So you'll stand against them? We will strike them down with the sword of Lord Jesus Christ, our Lord. Good. So, you're ready to take Jesus into your heart? I am. All right. Then here are the words. What's your name? Lucian. Lucian. Well, Lucian, listen to me. And listen like you never heard any other words in your life. Okay. Okay. Repeat after me. Lord, I, Lucian, here and now repent my sins and say I do believe in Jesus Christ and accept him as my Lord and Redeemer. Lord, I, Lucian, here and now repent my sins and say I do believe in Jesus Christ and accept him as my Lord and Redeemer. I do believe you bled and died to save me from my wicked ways. I do believe you bled and died to save me from my wicked ways. And today I accept your blessed gift. And today I accept your blessed gift. That I might live forever in paradise, in glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. I'm glad I found you. Where are we going? We're looking for something. This is a hard part of the soup. You sure you know where you're going? You may abandon fear when you travel with the Lord Jesus. Come. Don't move. Hey now? Who is that? Amos of the Underground? You are trespassing! We mean you no harm. Get out. This is my block of the soup. Child, we are on important business. God's work. I mean it. I can hurt you. How can you? Child! What is that? A steel shooter, and I can aim it at your eyes. You don't know what you say, child. I do. You'll hurt me just like all the others. We're not here to hurt. We're here to free you. <laughs> yeah? To free you from the burden you carry, child. To give you to the hands of the Lord. He can carry that weight. Wouldn't you like that? What are you talking about? Tell me. It doesn't hold you down. Everything you carry. You're... you're crazy, mister. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Do you know the name of Jesus? I... I... Come, child. Lay your burden down. What do you want? 
You just need to say a few words. Okay. And tell me this. Where did you find that steel shooter? I, um... From a train car, right? What if I told you that was mine? I would greatly appreciate its return. And so would the Lord. Okay. Good. We will feed you, you know. Jesus cherishes your soul. We can feed your body. Yeah? There's bounty for all in heaven. What's your name? Amos. Amos. It's a good name. Amos, how do you like cornbread? Huh? Baked fresh yesterday. Will you break bread with me? You serious? I'm serious. Let me see that. It's good. You're not trying to poison me. I want to nourish you, child. Um, that is good. Amos. Now, you want to go to the next level, right? To be with Lord Jesus when you die. Sure. So repeat after me. Lord, I, Amos, here and now repent my sins. Lord, I, Amos, here and now repent my sins. I do believe in Jesus Christ and accept him as my Lord and Redeemer. I do believe in Jesus Christ and accept him as my Lord. podcast version of The Cleansed. To hear the rest of this episode in its entirety and uncut, visit www.thecleansed.com. You can purchase the entire director's cut for $1.99. Also see a full cast and crew list, exclusive behind-the-scenes video, character sketches, and more. Again, that's www.thecleansed.com. Or catch us next week for another free installment. New episodes of The Cleansed will go up on this podcast for free each Friday from March through October 2012. Those are available at thecleansed.com, finalrune.com, and radiodramarevival.com. The Cleansed is a Final Rune production. Find more free audio stories at www.finalrune.com. That's F-I-N-A-L-R-U-N-E.com. And that was The Cleansed, part 14. Uh, Thecleansed.com for more of that show, episode art, character bios, story background, uh, the ability to purchase that entire episode as a 30-minute piece, and more at thecleansed.com. Um, people have asked about different ways they can support The Cleansed. Um, you can go there and purchase downloads. You can also donate to the show. I haven't quite formalized this yet, but anyone who donates more than $25 will get uh, more or less a season pass for the whole The Cleansed, and we'll actually get the links before anyone else does, I will email you them personally. Um, and then um, probably come up with some other goodies for you as we uh, move deeper into the series. Um, again, thecleansed.com. Um, quick word before we start on our main program. You're probably sick of hearing me talk, but I'm also still pushing this survey. Uh, we're almost 50 respondents. We'd love your submission as well. Uh, what would you think of a Radio Drama Revival app? Um, it's something that we're trying to bring to you to make it easier and more fun to explore and discover new audio drama. Check that out at radiodramarevival.com. 
And now, finally, I know you've been waiting for it. Here's the drama, The Veld. This is Ray Bradbury. Join me on a tour through time and space. Come along to the far future. Follow me into a strange past with stories that almost could be or might have been. Real or unreal, this is Bradbury 13. The lions were coming now. Fifteen feet away, then ten, then five. They were so real that you could feel the prickling fur on your hand, and the yellow of them was in your eyes like the yellow of an exquisite French tapestry, and the sound of the matted lion lungs exhaling on the silent noontide, and the smell of meat from the panting, dripping mouths. Ray Bradbury's The Veld. George, is it ready? Yes. The electrician's just left. It's all ready. Let's go inside. Oh, no. Wait, wait. Don't go in yet. Let me call the children. Uh, Peter! Wendy! They'll love it. Sure, I know. I know you don't like fish. Yeah. Fish is one thing, and fishing is something else. It's all stinky. Girls don't understand. Dad and I will catch whoppers. Won't we, Dad? Dad? Hmm? Fishing. Loon Lake? Loon Lake? You remember. You said we were going fishing on Loon Lake today. Oh, that's right. I did. I've just been so busy. I'll get it. Yes? Mr. Hadley? Yes? There's been a special board meeting call for 11 o'clock. Today? We've sent the helicopter to pick you up. Well, I... All right. Uh, Thanks. I'll be ready. I'm sorry, Peter. Peter, I know you wanted... They own me, don't they? Uh, We'll go fishing next week. Sure, Dad. Now, it's not so bad. Here's the new playroom, all finished and ready to play in. That's right. You kids don't know how lucky you are. Step up to the door. Go on. (laughs) See? It opens by itself. Go on, Wendy. Take a look. Is this all there is? It's just a big, empty room. Aha, it only looks empty. It's a machine, but even more than a machine watch. Hear it? It's dimensional, super-reactionary, holographics, order of phonics, and sonics. (laughs) Still looks empty to me. Ah, you think so? All right, now watch this. Playroom... Let there be light. Paris. The blue hour of twilight. You see it? Yes, yes. The gold hour of sunset. Oh. An Eiffel Tower, please, of bronze. An Arc de Triomphe of shining brass. 
It's beautiful! Let fountains toss forth fiery lava! Then, oh. <laughs> throw pennies in the fountain. Make a wish. Ah, enough of Paris. Egypt now. Shape pyramids of white hot stone. <laughs> Carve sphinx from ancient sand and wind. Do you see, children? Come on closer. Don't stand back there. Ah. Enough. Be gone. There. Well, what do you think, kids? It's great. Great? It's a miracle, that's what it is. There's a giant's eye, a giant's ear, a giant's brain in every one of those walls that remembers every city. Every town, hill, mountain, ocean, every language, all the music in the world, and all in three dimensions. <laughs> Name anything. The room will hear and obey. You sound like a salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Do I? <laughs> well, no harm. Must be the melodrama in my blood. <laughs> Go on, kids. Try it. Peter, come on, try it. There's my helicopter. Your briefcase is behind the couch. Where? Oh, come on. I'll get it for you. Yeah. Goodbye, kids. Peter? Andy? Not even a thanks? Thanks a lot, Dad. Yeah, thanks. Honey, come on. You'll be late. Try out the room, kids. I don't know what to ask for. I do. Show me Loon Lake. What? I didn't hear you. The room did. Look! It's a lake. Loon Lake, where Dad and I go. The water's so blue. It's like the sky turned upside down. And there's a boat coming toward us. Hey, it's you and Dad. Hey, it is. Now we've stopped. The line's out fishing. I've caught a big one. See? <laughs> it's beautiful, all right. I'll say that's the biggest one I... Oh, it slipped off the line. But that isn't... The boat. It's going away. The fog's coming up. I can hardly see the boat now. It's gone. You and Dad are gone. Bring it back, Peter. I can't. Try. Come back. Come back, please. It's no use. The room won't listen. You're not trying hard enough. Come back! Come back! Come back! Peter? Wendy, what's going on? Nothing. Oh. Have you tried Mexico yet? The instructions say the most wonderful things about the Aztec ruins down there. The time is... 11 o'clock. I've got to rush. I'll be at Mrs. Morgan's till 11.30 and then Mrs. Harrison's at noon. We'll be shopping until 3 o'clock. The table will feed you at 12.15. Eat, both of you. At 1 o'clock, do your music tapes with violin and piano. I've written the schedule on the electric board. Sure, Mom, sure. Have fun and don't forget Bombay India while you're at it. I won't forget. 
Peter, what is it? Now, now, do it now. Peter! anything. I'm just watching. Oh? The kitchen is making a pot roast, I think. You say? Well, sometimes this kitchen is, uh, well, selfish. Oh, Lydia. No, I mean it. Sometimes I think it'd be happy if I stayed out, stayed away completely, and let it work. <laughs> now you're being silly. Maybe. George, I want you to take a look at the playroom. Look at it? Is it broken? Lydia, we've only had that eight weeks. How oh, could it be not broken, exactly. Well, look at it first, and then you tell me. Fair enough. Lead on, Macduff. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So hot. It's Africa, isn't it? Yes, the Veltlands. Let's get out of the sun. You're starting to sweat, aren't you? Yeah, I am. It's perfect, isn't it? The perfect illusion. What's perfect about it? Lydia, is there a child in the world who hasn't wanted to go to Africa? High blue skies, horizons a billion miles off in the dust. The smell of pulverized honeybees and cloves and cinnamon. A lush smell. Smell it. Yes. Hi there. Must be a water hole nearby, Buana. Ah, <laughs> oh, Lydia, it's perfect. Perfect. That sun's hot. I'm really sweating now. George, you're missing the point. Look. What? The vultures? Ugh, filthy creatures. Is that what worries you? No. That's what worries me. The lions? Yes, the lions. I don't like having lions in the house. Well... They're not exactly in the house. I wonder what they're up to. They're on their way to the water hole. They've just been feeding. Looks like a zebra or a baby giraffe, I imagine. Are you sure? Well, it's a bit late to be sure of anything. They've been feeding for quite a while. The vultures are getting what's left. George, 
On our way down the hall just now, did you... Did you hear a scream from in here? A scream? A scream? <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know. I... Oh, forget it. It's just that the lions won't go away. The room has stayed this way for a month. Every day the lions killing and leaving their bloody tracks through the trees, killing and gorging over and over. The kids love Africa, like all kids do. George, George, the lions are getting closer. Just coming over to pay their respects. Not so close. Lydia, you're not afraid. It's, it's just that they're so real. Yes. Very real. Listen to them. Lydia! Lydia, come back! Lydia, wait! <laughs> there. Nice and safe. George, they almost got us. Oh, it's machinery. Electronics, sonics, visuals, that's all. I'm afraid, all right? I'm afraid! What do you want me to do? Tell Peter and Wendy no more Africa. It's got to stop. Okay, okay, I'll talk to them. I mean it. Lay down the law. I've tried to talk to them every day for a month, but they just walk away from me into Africa. I'll tell them. I'll lock the playroom up like I did a few weeks ago. Do you remember that night? They hated me for that. And they'll hate you again. Well, let them. It's only natural to hate your father when he punishes you. But they don't say a word. They just stare at you. And day by day, the playroom gets hotter, and the veldt gets wider and more desolate. Who could that be? Hello? Dad, we won't be home for supper. We're at the automation show across town. Wendy, what's that on your blouse? Oh, just some ice cream. Now listen, I think... Gotta go! No hello, no goodbyes, no pleases, no thank yous. Well, come on. Let's eat. Wait. H have you felt the playroom door? Felt it? Yes, touch it. Trembles as if a, a huge bake oven were breathing against it. It's just the African sun. The lions. Well, they can't come out. Can they? Can they? Of course not. Come on. George? George, are you in the living room? I couldn't sleep. I'm waiting up for the kids. They're not home yet? I'll be right down. No, 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 don't bother. Go back to sleep. I'll be right up. I just want to check on something first. Still there, are you? What are you waiting for? Why don't you go away? 
Go away, go on. Let's have Paris. London, Cairo. Go, get out, get out. Let's have Alibaba and the 40 Thieves. Alice in Wonderland. That is right. The room is out of order. Or is it? It's broken, isn't oh. it? Oh, George! <laughs> I didn't hear you come in. What are you doing with that candle? Well, I guess I thought there wouldn't be any electricity out here. The room is out of order. It won't respond. Or it can't respond. Maybe Peter said it. I'll call a repairman in the morning. No. Call our psychiatrist. Dave McLean? Yes, Dave. And lock the playroom. Tonight! Come on. Wait a minute. What's this? What? Why, I don't know. I just picked it up. It looks like leather. That's my old wallet. What's happened to it? Looks like it's been run through a machine. Or else it's been chewed. These are teeth marks. Oh, don't be silly. Those are some sort of sprocket marks. And this dark stuff? That looks like chocolate. Does it? It's blood. <laughs> Awfully nice of you to come by so early, David. <laughs> no bother, really, if... If you'll uh, give me my breakfast, I'll fix it myself. I mean, I'll push all the right buttons. <laughs> Here's the room. I thought you'd want to examine it yourself. Yes, yes, I would. The children got into it early this morning after I locked it up. I let them stay so they could form patterns for you to see. That's fine. There it is. That's the sound Lydia heard. I'll be in the kitchen if you need me. Who's there? Dave McLean. Are you a repairman? Uh, no, not, not exactly. Dave McLean. I know you. You read the bumps on people's heads. <laughs> I wish it were that simple. Right now I'm here to see what you and your sister have written on the walls of this room. But we... Oh, I see what you mean. Are you always dishonest? <laughs> People know when you lie. No, they don't. And you know why? They're not listening. They only hear themselves. So you might as well lie. Do you really believe that? I thought everyone did. I have to clean the room now. If you don't mind, I'd prefer it the way it is. Go ahead. All right. Let's see what this room's made of.
I've never seen anything like it. More coffee? No, no, no. It's actually blood dripping from the walls. How long's this been going on? About a month. George, my advice to you is to have the whole room torn down and your your children sent to me for treatment. Treatment? Yes, for at least a year. But you're the one who told us to build that playroom. When I told you to build that room, it was because the record of playrooms in the past was exceptionally good. Ninety-nine cases out of a hundred, it works. Children use the rooms, parents observe the blueprints marked on the walls, everyone's happy. But in this case... This case? I'm afraid the rooms become a channel toward destructive thoughts rather than a release away from them. George, Lydia, your children hate you. Hate us? We're their parents. Oh, are you really? Look at yourselves. What kind of life do you lead? Machines make your beds shine your shoes. They blow your noses for you. Machines ventilate your house. They drive you down the street at 90 miles an hour. They lift you straight up into the air, always away and away from your children. We've given them the best life we know how. You've given them machines. I call on the phone, and a machine answers and says you're not here. How long's it been since you got out of your house and walked with your children and talked to them and listened to them? haven't been around. Let this house, this playroom, become their mother and father, even more important than their real parents. And you've threatened to shut it off. No wonder there's hatred here. What can we do? Make a clean break. You want us to switch off the room? The room, the house, everything. Take the children and leave for a while. But the shop... Do it, George. Do it. Yes. Right. And I've got to do it now. George! George, let me get the children out of there first. Peter, Wendy. Dad? You're not shutting off this room. Go in the other room for a while. Go on. I won't let you do it. Peter, get away from that panel. No, George. Hold on, George. Not with the children here. No, George, no. Get out of the way. George! Don't call me George. You hear? You can't shut it off. It won't let you. Well, see about that. I'm locking the playroom. That was badly handled. It's done. Now, turn off the stoves, the voice cards, the TVs, the body scrubbers, the bed makers, everything. sleep. It's after midnight. I know. Listen, the house is so still. It used to hum all the time under its breath. I felt so strange shutting everything off tonight. For a while there, the whole place felt like a cemetery. We'll adjust. The children will forgive us eventually. There's no way for them to tamper with the room, is there? What could they do? 
Anyway, there's a lot of electricity in the walls. They know better than to mess with it. I am so glad we're leaving tomorrow. Yeah. It'll be great in the mountains, fishing. Dave said he'd be by first thing in the morning with his helicopter to take us up there himself. Good old Dave. What is it? Listen. Listen. Children! They must have broken into the playroom. Peter! Wendy! Here! We're down here! Children! Kids! We're coming! Children! Peter! Wendy! Peter! Wendy! Where are they? I don't know. Peter! Wendy! Oh, George! It's Africa again. The sun, the vultures. I've seen enough. I... That crazy door, it's not supposed to... It's locked! Oh, it can't be. There's no way for it to lock itself. No, there isn't. Peter! Wendy! Oh, George! The lions! Kids, open up! Kids! Are you open up? I know you're out there. George, they see us. It's all right. They're just walls, Lydia, walls. Kids, unlock this door. George, the lions. Lydia, it's an illusion. Children, they are frightening your mother. Come on, open up, you hear? Oh, George, they're running. Peter. Oh, George. Those screams we heard... Those screams were us. You and me, George. You and me. Kids, open this door. Now you listen to me. Stop them running, George. Stop them. They're talking to No. No, it's an illusion. having a picnic. Oh, don't mind them. They're feeding. A cup of tea? <laughs> the Velt was adapted from the story by Ray Bradbury. Featured in the cast were Ivan Crossland, Janet Swenson, Mark Alston, Jennifer Kuhlman, and Neil Barth. Original music by Roger Hoffman and Greg Hansen. Production assistant was Patrick Mead. Associate producer was Jeff Rader. Bradbury 13 was created, produced, and directed by Mike McDonough. 
Executive producer was Dean Van Eytert. This program was produced with the funds provided by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting through National Public Radio Satellite Program Development Fund. The program was produced by Brigham Young University Media Services, which is solely responsible for its content. This is Paul Fries speaking. And that was The Veld from Bradbury 13, all the stories by Ray Bradbury, of course, and produced by Michael McDonough um, in memory of Ray Bradbury. Um, I'll put a full resource list of uh, where to get Ray Bradbury radio dramas. There are plenty of them out there, ranging from the Golden Age Radio to this collection, Bradbury 13, to contemporary shows by Colonial Radio Theater, um, The Halloween Tree, and others, all at Radio Drama Revival. Dot com. And next week, we're going to get back to where we uh, intended to go, which was uh, The Ring O Minotaur, uh, follow, featuring Claudia Christian by um, RRCA with Angelo Panetto and Larry Weiner. That'll be all next week. Um, in the meantime, don't forget over 200 original hours of audio drama programming at radiodramarevival.com. Uh, we have featured genre and a Mondo archives page uh, working on getting those archives streaming to you in an app format so it's easier to find. But um, for now, if you are into podcasts, download the MP3s at radiodramarevival.com. Um, we've been putting more stuff up on our Facebook pages and Twitter, search for Radio Drama Revival or at Radio Drama. Uh, we've even got Google+, Plus, but you've got to follow me personally, Fred Greenhalge. And, um, yeah, uh, again, I'm going to push that listener survey, radiodramarevival.com, and find us on iTunes, Radio Drama Revival. Leave a review or tell your friends. Really appreciate it. Uh, that is a wrap for this week. Radio Drama Revival is produced by yours truly, Fred Greenhalge. Copyright of individual shows remains their original producers, but do please share this show as far and widely as you'd like. Radio Drama Revival originates an on-air radio at WMPG-FM, Southern Maine's community radio. It is podcast at radiodramarevival.com as a labor of love. Till next time, keep your mind and your ears open. Thanks for tuning in and have a great week. 